Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way, episode eight. First up on the table, literally all in front of us, is the bubbly bracket. We're going to dive right into it today. We have our top 16, the sweet 16. Yes. For our bubbly bracket, March Madness, whatever we want to call it. Um, (laughs) That's about right. And these top 16 on our list are from the user submissions. So thank you everyone who contributed to our list with your favorite bubbly of choice. Several of you actually submitted a couple to us. So that was very, very helpful. Um, We appreciate all of the help on that and also... All the help in our drinking for the evening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to say. Which we already started. We already started. Um, so we're going to start with the top 16. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to pronounce all of these correctly, but uh, especially after my drinking. So let's find out. Okay. Number 16, a solo Porcello. Uh, which apparently you can get at Kirkland Costco for quite cheap, around $6 or so a bottle. So if you have a Costco membership, jump on that. It's great for mimosas and parties. Oh, okay, great. Yes, yeah, so get on that. Uh, number 15, we have an Asti Spamanti. Uh, that was like my mom's favorite. I remember that from growing up, just saying. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I've definitely heard of that. So, yeah. Um, number 14, Rivata Prosecco. Okay, and uh, 13, we have Banfi Rosa Regala. That sounds hella fancy. Yeah, it, it sounds super fancy. I've never, like, heard of it or t- tried it before, so now I just really want to, based yeah. off the name. Yeah, so I'm going to look that up real quick. All right, guys, number 12, we got the Wilson Creek Almond Champagne. That almond is delicious. Does it have almonds in it? Uh, doesn't have almond, well, it's probably in the flavoring of it because it does definitely taste like an almond champagne. It is amazing. Great for mimosas, adds a very nice walnuty flavor. It's not over, or almondy flavor, not walnut, <laughs> but it's uh, it's not overpowering. It's really, really good. If you ever see that on a menu, try it. I, w- I will. I've never heard of almond champagne me at all. Either. So I'm, I'm all about that. My neighbor introduced me to it. She's probably the one who submitted it. It is. Just, it's so good. Okay, cool. All right. Number 11, Moet and Chandon Brut Rosé Imperial. Oh. Mm, I love a good rosé. And also super fancy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Also, Moet and Chandon. I feel like that's one of those that probably would have made it further on the list if it was a little bit um, less pricey, but it's it's a good brand. All right. Number 10 is the Martini and Rossi Osti. Mm -hmm. Mm Mmm. Also a good selection. Mm-hmm. This got me hooked on champagne. I bought it in college, and I, it was like $12, $13 a bottle, and I was like splurging on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's when that was like a splurge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And number nine, Cook's Brute. Always a good classic. That's yes. right. That's a very good classic. I could definitely see why that's in the top list. Mm-hmm. So now the Elite Eight. Whoop, whoop. This yes. is the Elite Eight that we have just got done taste testing. Which you might be able to tell by the way we're talking. By the way. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. So we're going to break it down just as we would in the bracket, how we've lined it up. So we're going to discuss as we go through it, our pairings. And then based off of our three opinions, which we don't know each other's opinion yet. We, we taste tested. We wrote down our private little notes about it. And um, we're going to see... Which one wins out of each one? And then we are actually going to post all of these onto our Instagram in the story. And you'll be able to play along, vote along with us. We honestly recommend you try at least our favorites. Mm -hmm. But um, otherwise, pick out your favorite, vote for your favorite, and we'll see on the next episode what you guys thought were the winners out of each of these rounds. All right. So first up, number eight was the Barefoot Bubbly Pineapple versus number one, La Marca Prosecco. Mm -hmm. So let's start with number eight, Pineapple. What'd y'all think? So I named this a surprise party in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
I didn't I didn't even think to name it, but that's fantastic. Well, I, it just kind of happened mm-hmm. because I was pleasantly surprised. It has a subtle pineapple flavor. It wasn't overbearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it is kind of sweet, but not as sweet as you would think it would be. So I was very surprised and it made my pants happy. <laughs> uh, what do you have, Jess? Um, n- not that descriptive <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just go? It was like a nice, mellow, tropical luau. Can I? Can I go with yeah. that? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go with that. Um, I think it's a good, good description of it. Um, I think off first instinct, just I'd never tried this before. I don't think nope. either of y'all had, had no. either. I I wasn't expecting much from it. I expected no. really overpoweringly sweet and yes. like mm-hmm. not great. But um I wrote down that it was like well I put water I poured champagne on my paper apparently. <laughs> it looks like it was a, it tasted like a sweet dessert wine and that it would be great for like baking and experimenting with lemon pound cake it, just yes oh that would be amazing or a pineapple upside down cake yeah pineapple upside down cake or putting it in like gummies or i see lots of baking possibilities jello shots jello <laughs> shots i could make like a granada with this like for the summertime mm-hmm. lots of baking possibilities It'd be great for punches probably mm. it was a surprising uh, I, I was very surprised with it it was very very good however compared to the lamarca I mean, you can't go, mm. you can't stray too far from a good classic. It was light, refreshing. In the comparison of the two, when you're talking champagnes, in my opinion, the La Marca won. Yeah. Yeah. The La Marca is my, my go-to every day. Like, I could sit and drink the La Marca all day long. Like, the pineapple, I'm not going to sit there and drink the entire bottle. There's no way you could do that. The La Marca, I can sit there and just drink it all day long. And I named it Hashtag the Shit. I, amen. I'm going <laughs> to go. I'm, I'm agreeing with you that. Me too. Like, Lamarca. Gonna, yeah. The shit. And I have also bought this bottle several times for friends who have had babies, baby boys, because of the front of it is blue and it's like the perfect baby boy blue. So it's the perfect special delivery for the hospital. Oh, oh that's, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I never even thought of that. It's, um, Definitely overall, I'd say that one was the winner. I mean, not a huge surprise there. It was number one on our list. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I will I will give Pineapple some credit there. It was like, yeah. it, it was, if I think it had been put in a comparison against uh, other champagnes on this yes. list, it could have actually been a surprising winner. Right. But against the Lamarca, it just could not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But... Two thumbs up for still the pineapple. We still recommend that. Yeah. So let's move on to the next round. Number seven versus number two. Number seven being the free Brute Sparkling. So this one's surprising because it's the um, non-alcoholic champagne. If you remember from our previous podcast, this was Lindsay's drink of choice through most of her pregnancy. Yes. When she needed a champagne fix. Um, I feel like we started a trend with that, honestly. Um Plus, their Instagram is great to follow. They have all sorts of recipes on there. But that made the list. That made the top eight, the Elite Eight. It's number seven. And that was up against number two, Corbell California Champagne Brew. Um, So, I don't know. Do we want to start free or Corbell? Let's start with free. So, I think Ariel said it best when she said, I just want to be part of your world. Because it's trying really it's hard. It's trying so hard to mm-hmm. be, you know, champagne. So it's kind of like the, I want to be in the crowd, you know, hanging out, which I appreciate for pregnant people or people who maybe don't partake in alcoholic beverages. But they want some sparkle. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is sweeter than a brute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's it's a little fruit juicy, but it, yeah. it can totally hold its own. Yeah. I was about to say, I wrote down some very similar notes. Sweeter mm-hmm. than a brute, but not overpowering. Right. Um, and that it had a nice bubble consistency uh, to go along with, like, the apple and grape kind of flavors to it. The bubble consistency is, I think, what sets us apart from just being what you would think. A non-alcoholic champagne would be would probably just be fruit juice. Right. It really... it it had the consistency of a champagne but just a little bit sweeter i can totally imagine in their test kitchen they were like we've got to get the bubble consistency like (laughs) above and beyond because these people who are like or these ladies who are pregnant they like want the bubbles they need the bubbles i bet they counted those bubbles and i think i talked in an earlier episode how many bubbles there are Mm -hmm. yeah they counted. yeah well i'm 
free. I love that stuff. It actually is just a really good option. I'm kind of glad that it made this list. Yep. And so it was up against number two on our list, which was the Corbell California Champagne Brute. So what did y'all have written for that? Jess, what, what was yours? Look, at, look and listen. Look and listen. I, I don't know why. I haven't had the Corbell in a while. And so I was like, oh, Corbell. Like, I, I know that. I've had it. Like... I'm going to love this because, you know, it's Corbell. It's fine. I tasted it, and then I was like, mm, and I had to pour some more to taste it again, and I just was not filling the Corbell. It was, like, fine, and it was okay, but I, I think it was just a little too sweet for me. Okay. So sure. I think Corbell Brut, it's it's an everyday champagne. Like, if you are a person who comes home every day and pours you a glass of bubbly, mm-hmm. I think it's, number one, it's affordable, and number two... It's not too sweet, and it's it's great for your everyday. It's also what I call the bubble bath champagne. Mm. It's the perfect glass to pour with a big bubble bath and candles. Oh, okay. You're painting a pretty picture there. Yeah. You are painting a real pretty picture. Mm-hmm. So I had something kind of similar to both of you. So I, I, I said that it, I like Corbell because of the fact that it is more of the everyday. It is right. something that's affordable. It's a great go-to if you're going to drink well, if you know you're going to have more than a glass or two, right? Like that's a good consistent champagne. Yes. Um, at crisp, light, slight citrus, bitter aftertaste, mm-hmm. but it's still really, really good. I I love Corbel usually, mm-hmm. but I'm with Jess on this one. I out of the pair up between free and Corbel, I voted for the free. Yeah, I was that it. Between the two, and I mean, we've done, uh, it wasn't like we went from the sweet to a little bit bitter, and that was the the difference on it, because we've done like a palate cleanser between every glass. Yes, we've been eating oyster crackers, everyone, just just so They're you know. They're fancier than the saltine. <laughs> uh, eating oyster crackers and uh, drinking a little bit of water and, and reaching out our glasses. glass. Yeah. Uh, we're pros. We're, we did this the right we did way. did this the right way. So, just in case anyone's wondering if we were like, oh, let's go with the free because it's sweeter than the other one. No, I mean, it just... Between the two of them, somehow, like, I was drawn to drink more of the free. It just, I don't know, did it for me. I don't know. What about, Yeah. what was your vote on the two? I voted for Corbell just because it's a good everyday champagne. And I think I've had the free so much in the last couple months. I'm like, oh, something different. I get that. But they're Mm -hmm. they're both, I mean, I think free's great. Maybe we had a weird bottle of Corbell. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe maybe Lindsay's palate changed. But I'm sticking by it. I feel like... Free won that. That's yeah. the that's the surprise. Number seven against number two, and number seven won. Yeah, in my opinion. Upset. Me too. <laughs> Upset. 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 The non-alcoholic bottle won. Yeah. <laughs> At least in two out of three. In two out of three. Two out of three. I All mean, right. again, not knocking the Corbell. No, Corbell's Corbell. still great. You're right. I like um, that description of the bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Y'all I'm take all, the I'm free. I'll take the other seven. I've got a lot of making up to do. Okay. There you go. Okay, bye. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to the next one. We've got number six, the Allure Pink Moscato. Um, this is the only Moscato that made it into the top elite eight. Um, and the number three, which is the Andre California Champagne Brute. So Andre Brute. Let's go with the starting with the Andre. Instead of the other one. The uh, the Andre, I put down like light, sweet, crisp. Kind of had the apple flavor a little bit in there. Always an oldie but a goodie. And great for drinking a lot of. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of more of my go-to for parties. Uh, if it's in, mm-hmm. you're gonna, again, Brunch. If, you're, if you know you're going to drink a lot of it and it's going to be more of an all-day thing, you're feeding a lot of people, this is a great cheap easy to find alternative to a lot of other options so i'm i'm all on team andre i concur i'm hosting brunch in a couple of weekends and there's going to be mimosas involved and i 100 percent guarantee i will be purchasing lots of bottles of andre mm-hmm. first of all i think our invitation to that got lost in the mail <laughs> second right? of all uh yeah i put in the norm this is your run-of-the-mill champagne this mm-hmm. is what you think of when you think of champagne mm-hmm. yes yeah all right, and then on to number six, which was the Allure Pink Moscato. Uh, let me read you the notes that I wrote down for this. <laughs> nope. Immediate oyster cracker afterward. <laughs> okay, what'd you have? I, okay, I call this the panty dropper. Because <laughs> I feel like when a guy is on a first date and he goes to the wine store to look for something a girl might like, he's going to grab this. Number one, it's pink. Extra mm-hmm. points. Number two, it is actually the best smelling one that we have here. I don't know if you smelled any of them. 
it is the best smelling one. So I think he, you know, it's a romantic. He's going to get her loosened up with some some bubbly. And he's going to pick that one because it's the most girly looking one there is. And I actually, um, I, it it's not too sweet for a Moscato. I mean, I think Moscatos are usually sweet, sweet, sweet. And that one is, but it's not as sweet as some of the ones I had. Okay. I wrote down something, again, kind of the merge between the two of what you said. I'm with Jess that on first taste, I took a sip of it and immediately got the bitter look on my face of, yeah, and immediately thought, probably from a distant memory, somewhere in the back of my mind of puke. (laughs) This reminded me, based on smell, the flavor, everything, I was like, I think I even wrote this down. This reminds me of a bubbly arbor arbor mist and like freshman year of college. Like this is exactly what you described, Lindsay. This is going to be your cheap like champagne or wine or something that someone's going to buy you probably when you are first starting to drink and you just don't know better. That is a God, that is what it is. It or, is. Or it, they're trying to get your pennies to drop. Or they're trying or to get your pennies to drop. All it reminded me, of, it just, it didn't bring up any good, pleasant memories. Nope. It kind of made my stomach turn a little bit. So I'm kind of feeling like maybe in a the past college life, I drank too much of it at one point in time or something. And I blocked it from my memory because it, it was not a pleasant memory when I tasted it. <laughs> so um, I voted for, for Andre. I think I think my taste bud defense went up because all of those things happened. <laughs> like all those thoughts went through my brain and my taste buds. The the, the wall of nope went up Mm-mm. and yeah. Oh, see, uh uh-uh. uh. I voted for the panty dropper. You voted for the panty dropper. Wow. Yep. All right. Do you think that's a cocktail name somewhere? Somewhere. I'm sure there is. They've got some pretty crude names out there. So Well if they do, it's definitely got that in it. There was um completely off subject but i mean that's that's definitely a drink somewhere at some bar because i remember was it buffalo wild wings while we were in college when i was 21 someone got me a drink that was called sex with an alligator if you can name a drink that somewhere someone has named a drink panty dropper sex with an alligator yeah it was as horrible as you might think it was Was it green it had a green ring on it um i think it had some jaeger in it and I've had it before, but Literally, I don't remember. Whatever kind of green liquor. It's the last memory I have sitting at the bar um, before two cops walked up to it. <laughs> and then, I mean, it was a big joke because I had just turned 21, but still. Um, well, yeah. if they would have served you the penny dropper, you might would have went home with one of them. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, my. God, no. Um, I but miss yeah. drinking. all right well so i think on this one it's two to one again um two of us vote sorry but let me just pause let me just time out since we're doing a bracket so let me use a sports term here Mm -hmm. um and let me just say that i'm thoroughly enjoying all of your names (laughs) and everything so i really hope for our next two round or next our last round last round that you have something just as good oh can't wait don't put me pressure on that come on I'm just saying. Okay. All right. So the last one in our bracket right now is number five against number four. So I feel like these were the two closest per the list. And again, this list was compiled based on listener submissions Mm -hmm. and their rankings. So number five Mm -hmm. uh, is Bellatore. It's Bellatore Grand Spamante, which is a sparkling wine. Versus number four, which is the Cupcake Prosecco. So, who wants to start? And which one are you going to start with? I'm looking I'm looking to you, Lindsay. Yeah. All right. So, I think the Balatora Spumante is the five-date-in sparkling wine. Like, five-date-in. It's a little oh bit more expensive. And uh-huh. that, you know, that's when he's still trying to get some. Is this all, like... It's was sweetened. this all of your husband's plan? Like, did he, this is this how he wined and dined you? He dined <laughs> me with food. Dined you with food. Which worked, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's legit. Yeah. But this is a sweet and <clears throat> sassy champagne. Still sweet, spumante. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is, it's, it's that one. It looks a little bit more expensive than the Moscato. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep, if he hadn't got it yet, he's going to get it that night. Yeah, I'm going to give them props actually because this this bottle does look way mm-hmm. fancier than the price 
actually was. It was relatively cheap, but it looks very, very fancy. What has a seal on it? It's won over 250 awards. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's got like some very nice silver and white packaging, very and clean red. lines, mm-hmm. red labels. It looks very fancy and like it's an Italian wine you know which is always sparkling wine right so you know so it was it was um pleasant yeah it was it was sweet and fizzy and i had sweet a little dessert like Mm -hmm. uh but a clean flavor Mm -hmm. i actually thought this would be another good one um kind of like the pineapple champagne that was um could be good for a good mixer or for orange juice or like mixed into punches or for baking or something along those lines because it did have that sweet almost dessert like but not too much i was actually thinking while i was drinking it doing something some kind of dessert with lady fingers mm-hmm. oh, some kind of italian oh, you should do the penny dropper with the lady fingers no <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> not uh not quite where I was going with that, but uh I mean, you know. Uh m- maybe so. All right. But uh with some other Italian desserts like that. Uh so that's that's what I was thinking. But yeah, I was actually in case you haven't noticed so far in this taste test, I'm not a sweet wine or sweet champagne person, but I was actually very pleasantly surprised by this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how did you think uh, it compared to number four, which was the cupcake prosecco, which I had written down it was it was sweet but um, crisp and had a slight bite to it at the at, like aftertaste, a little bit of a bitter aftertaste. Yeah. It so did. it wasn't as it's not as sweet, obviously, as the uh, Bellatory, which is the Spamante. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Know, the longer I talk and the more I drink, I think the more of an accent I have and. I'm hearing it now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, what was your opinion of the cupcake prosecco? I don't. I don't know. Uh, just because I don't know if it was weird paired up with the spumante, the cupcake. I was just was like, oh, it was good. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it's a hot tub champagne. Oh, there we go. The yes, yeah, yes, yes. You're really good at like comparing this to yes. the perfect like scenario. Scene. It's perfect nice scenario. You set the scene. It, it's nice and crisp, and when you're sitting in a hot tub, but it's snowing like Gatlinburg. Think Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg it's the hot tub best champagne. Champagne for that. Ga- yeah. So I feel like next year in the bubbly bracket, when we get to the Elite Eight, we need to have Lindsay taste test, write out all of the scenes and set the scenes of how we should drink each drink within the, the top eight. And that's how we should vote next year. So wait, so you're saying we need to go to Gatlinburg <clears throat> in the snow? We need to go to Gatlinburg in the snow okay, and get in a hot tub and fine. drink that. And then we need to bake with the other ones, oh, clearly. That's fine. You well, know, you and Marshall can do the penny dropper tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay now back to the cupcake prosecco <laughs> uh but yeah i i heartily concur that that is what that is so, now in yeah. comparison the two what did you vote for i had a trouble with this because both of them i like but they're kind of different they're very different i feel like if we were to compare you know going back to number seven and number two which was the free versus the corbell which was also kind of they were two very distinct flavors if you paired up the Corbel and the Prosecco, that would be a harder one to choose between because they're similar. And same with the Free and the Balatori, you'd have a little bit more of a, a voting challenge. In this mm-hmm. case, I surprised myself. I went back and forth on this, but I, I actually ended up picking the, the Bellatory. Me too, because I, yeah. Cupcake. You make cupcake? Oh, my God. Wow. This is like the third time in a row where we picked a different one than you. I love all champagnes, though. I would just like to say that. I'm sorry. You I feel do. like we like we blocked you out. It's okay. I don't know, but she's. I don't know. She's painting like a really pretty scene with all of her choices. Yes. So I think I, I'm glad that she's really confident in all of her choices. I feel like we need to send this particular podcast to all the champagne companies, right? Uh, maybe Lindsay. Maybe they will hire you as your champagne taste test or scene setter. Yeah, I feel like you need a job doing that. You're very good at it. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. We found her calling in life. <laughs> I pretty much drink champagne at every moment in life, so I can picture everything. Okay. The, yeah. So do we're all of these scenes that you actually have lived through drinking all of these champagnes? Not all of them. Like the penny dropper, no. But that's what I envision. Okay. Well, it makes sense to me. Well, now that we're at the end of this, guys... What's in our cups? La Marca! La Marca! La Marca. Number one. Number one. 
We got to the end of the bubbly bracket and comparing everything, and we were deciding what we were going to drink through this entire segment as we discussed our findings, and we all went for the LaMarca. So I think uh, overall, we all pretty much agree on that one. It is the number one choice across the board. And I wish we had some maracas for LaMarca. (laughs) I do too. You know what? Actually, this would be a great one for like... A beach vacation. It's just such the perfect champagne for like everything. I could drink this one every day, all the time. Celebration, on a beach, on a boat. At at, brunch. At at brunch. In a hot tub in Gatlinburg in the snow. (laughs) Like literally anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. La Marca, you win. All right. Woo-woo. Be sure to get on our Instagram, uh, follow along. We're going to post a poll for each of these so we can get your opinions. We recommend you try all of the champagnes. Be in a safe environment. Do not drink and drive. Nope. But we recommend you try all of them or at least get on there and vote for your favorite. Um, you know, keep in mind the comparison between the two, you know, each in each part of the bracket um but it looks like when it comes down to it the top four out of from our opinions were the lamarca the andre the free and the balatori uh, so and stay tuned though to see if i will attempt any baking with the pineapple yes. yes i'm excited about that if we don't have treats on the next episode i mean Lindsay and i might have to reconsider you coming back i'm just saying i mean okay <laughs> throw no, the gauntlet down we will just have uh her drink a lot well, until she agrees to bake us oh well, look and listen there might be some actual easter treats Ooh. next episode yeah let's talk champagne. about that because i think i challenged you to make some so how's that going you did okay look so last podcast Lindsay did put in a request and said is there such a thing as champagne marshmallow peeps and i put on my drinking thinking cap and did a little research and i found some recipes that i'm gonna try and mix together um life's been a little crazy because life but I've found some things, so I am attempting that in my kitchen this very week. Whoop, whoop. So if all goes well, we're going to have champagne raspberry peeps Ooh. next week. Some of them dipped in dark chocolate. What? That sounds so delicious. Um, I'm also working on, right now, deconstructed uh, Cadbury cream egg brownies. Yum. Ooh. Um, and because my favorite Easter treat are those little mini Cadbury eggs, like just little solid chocolate ones. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Those are like my favorite things. Um, I'm making these little like coconut macaroon baskets. Like, you know, you can do like a little mini muffin tin um, that like you can. So there's like little coconut things. And so they just hold the little mini chocolate Cadbury eggs. Oh, that sounds awesome. And also, I think you need your own cooking show, and we'll just be your official taste testers. Yeah, it'd have to be baking because I don't do the cooking; I just bake. That's yes. what I meant. I, I don't. I don't consider other actual food groups just dessert. Yeah, and alcohol, and alcohol, and alcohol. So there's two groups there, right? I mean, you need something to wash it down, right? Anyway, so I'll also try to incorporate uh, more toward the springtime some stuff for the pineapple. Speaking of Easter, I have a question yes. for you guys. So Easter's coming up. Mm-hmm. My daughter will be. Four months old. Do I get her an Easter basket? Ooh. Oh. You know what? Four weeks. Did I say four weeks or four months? You said four months, but you meant <laughs> you four, meant four weeks. weeks. That's that. That's, that's drinking it. and lack of sleep right there. <laughs> yeah. Math. That combination. So hard right now. Math has not been my thing this week anyway. No. So, <laughs> um, I'm. You know what? I've I vote no. Uh, um, she's four weeks. I I'd say you're. Your money, your time, your pay, you're already sleep deprived. Your put your efforts into dressing her up cute and making her like part of the Easter basket. I want to see pictures of that. <gasps> put but her like, in the Easter basket. <laughs> like that's what I want to see. I think that's a cuter memory. But like you making her an Easter basket. What are you gonna put in there? Like like eggs full of your milk. <laughs> like, uh, yes. That's literally the only thing that she eats at this point. Like yeah. Like look and listen. What is she going to? She's not going to remember it. It's literally going to be an Easter basket to put on Instagram. Yeah. Or to sh- put to show the family. Like, you can give her a book about Easter, but, like, she can't read it yet. You can read it to her, which is nice. But, like, she doesn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'd, I'd, I'd say with that, like, I, I like the book idea. Do, getting her something that she can grow with. Otherwise, I'd say spend your time on, like, making a really cute picture. Like, that's something you're going to remember you're going to keep. And be like Rory's first Easter, but... You can maybe do, like, a Rory's first Easter basket. She's already got an outfit. What? Ooh. So like, Are you going to describe it? Come yeah. Are you going to leave us hanging? We're going to wait for the picture? We'll post it. You'll okay. see it on Instagram. So like put her in the basket and say Rory's first Easter basket is like Rory. I don't know, but. She could fit in it probably. Yeah. She's so tiny and so cute. Yeah. All right. I'm going to think of something. I'm going to surprise y'all. But like, okay. don't stress about like coming up with something. You don't have to be one of those Instagram mommies that's trying to like show everyone that you spoil your kid the most. Yeah. <laughs> Especially no. like when she just came into this world like she's still but don't i but i'm no but no no no, no. I, I spoil yourself you know what who who deserves an easter basket this year full of like goodies and by goodies i mean more champagne you 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 had a human being you you, <laughs> you deserve a really good easter basket this year <laughs> also i saw on facebook that people easter baskets now consist of like bikes and oh, they gosh. Their no. gifts. I never got an Easter basket with gifts. No, I got like a chocolate bunny and maybe a, a book. But they people put like bikes. You know what I mean? They don't put the bike in the basket. But like it's a big basket. <laughs> that's a, that's ridiculous. It's a big basket. But yeah, people put like bikes and toys and it's like Christmas again. Yeah. I'm I, like, what? I'm surprised about that. I no, I had candy i was all about the candy yeah i might have gotten a book maybe as i got older in my teen years like a cd or something right in. but nothing too I mean, crazy no one time i think maybe i got like a puppy surprise in my easter basket that was about it yeah i just remember dying eggs and that's you know really no gifts like maybe some candy here and there right. but yeah i knew um you know, I know some families, and I even got to participate in this when I was with one of my my exes and his family. They were wonderful, and they did this Easter egg hunt each year. That uh, they'd even put money in some of the Easter eggs and hide oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've I've heard of doing that, and I don't think that's too excessive. I know no, that's kind of, that can be fun to do that, especially again when you have older kids, right? Or as an adult, frankly, I'd still be excited oh, if I got invited duh. back for that Easter party. Okay, it was so much fun. Screw the kids. I have an idea. What? Okay. Adult Easter egg hunt. <laughs> it will be at night with glow in the dark Easter eggs, and there will be many bottles of alcohol in them. And if you find it, you have to chug it. Oh, um, what? Or, a- or they could be money. We could all like put. Well, in- can't we have both? Yes. Hold on, I'm having a bit of a flashback moment. Oh, oh I remember. Did you do this? <laughs> yes, I did. What? <laughs> I'm really hoping my dad's not going to listen to this podcast because oh, I, hope he I does. do know that my my stepmom listens to it, <laughs> so she's going to tell him everything I say. I do remember making um, Jello shot eggs that I'm pretty sure me and my friends took to prom junior year <laughs> when we went out to dinner before we went to prom and we had a couple jello shot eggs but like nothing crazy like i remember making like a couple uh, of them and then being like really big because like the easter eggs that had like little hole in the top like we'd fill the uh, cover of the bottom and we filled them i mean they were delicious and i'm pretty sure we were sitting in the restaurant and we were eating I'm, i don't even know where that memory just came from you said something about like adult easter egg and i was like wait a minute I was definitely a teenager back then. <laughs> but Little juvenile delinquent. On, honest to God, I don't even know where I got the alcohol forever or anything. But yeah, we made like some giant like jello shot. You stole Easter it eggs. from your daddy. No. He's listening. No. I'm telling on you. He would have never had that in the house. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> another story for another day, but yeah, no. <laughs> definitely not. Um but yeah, I'm all for your plan. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Let's hide some money. Let's hide some miniatures. And, you know, let's throw in some, some chocolates. Because let's face it, we, yeah. all, we would all appreciate that. Yeah. Too. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's organize. Done. Do, do they make some eggs, like, big enough that you can fit, like, mini bottles of champagne? Oh, yeah. Surely. Also, oh. yeah. just going to say, when I was going to get all of doing the champagne shopping for the bubbly bracket, I am disappointed with the lack of miniature champagnes out there. 
Get like on that all of these companies. All of these brands need to get on that. They're missing the mark on it. Have y'all had the champagne in the can? No. I've oh. had the, well, I've had Sophie. Are you talking about so the Sophie brand? I think so. Yeah, I've had the Sophie brand. It's a can and it comes with a straw. Yeah. Oh my God. So listen, one time I went to a movie theater and they showed, I think it was the bling ring at an independent theater and I got to see it for free and they gave out free cans of this Sophie and it was the first time I had it and I was like, I'm drinking champagne with a straw right now and I'm watching this movie for free and this is the life. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get that for us to try one. <gasps> yeah. Why haven't we had this before? Ugh. We need we need to make this happen. Okay, I feel done. like this is definitely, we need to have a show where we definitely get like the recommendations from the fans on the best summertime champagnes. I feel like when mm. y'all describe that, all I can think of, this would be perfect, like laying by the pool, out on the boat. You know, this is a While fun, you're kayaking. you know, in the movie theater even, but like, I've what's heard the best portable? Ooh, concert champagne. Roadies. <sighs> Yes. yes. Or road sodies. Hi. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. We kind of went from Easter onto this whole different other tangent, but I, I'm happy with where this yeah. show goes. Yeah. It always comes back to the champagne. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're planning ahead for the summer months. I could have used those other ones for my random road trip to Atlanta this last <gasps> weekend. What? You did what? Yeah. Kind of based off of what you described last week, doing like the tours for a day in the hometown. Yeah. Um. My husband happened to be playing a show just north of Atlanta in Woodstock, Georgia, on Friday night. And so I drove down there, um, picked him up after the show. We stayed in a hotel for the night. And on Saturday, we just did like a short little tourist for the day in Atlanta, back to Chattanooga, and then back to Nashville. So we went to Ikea. Mm. We went to um, our favorite pizza place, Antico's in Atlanta, if you ever ever go to Atlanta and want pizza. It's a weird thing, but we love going to this place. They, It's like very authentic Italian pizza. Ugh. They have the people actually throw it, toss in the dough. Yes. You sit in the kitchen while they're making it and eating it. It's so good. Um, then we went there and then on the way back in, in Chattanooga, we stopped off at City Cafe, which was our favorite little place to get dessert. They have, I think like 30 something cakes and pies on the menu. Mm. And their cakes are seriously, like, stacked. They are so huge. Like, one slice. I still literally have half a slice in the fridge up there of my favorite one, which is called, like, the Million Dollar Cake. And it's, like, a layer of, like, ganache, uh, brownie. um, There's chocolate mousse in there. There's cheesecake in it. And, like, I think, like, some sort of tiramisu. It's it's ridiculous. I'm going to have to look at it before I go just for, like inspiration inspiration it takes like days to eat it and that's one slice (laughs) (laughs) so it's we had so much fun the i i recommend that for like an easy one day random road trip okay but that was inspired slightly by the your story from last time i'm glad how was how was ikea did you guys just walk around and wonder um we walked around and made like a massive shopping list of things we need to go back to get next time Mm, we're there we didn't prepare our car necessarily because since we picked him up and he's a drummer half the car was full of drum stuff so it was like we didn't think ahead on that because we found two chairs we wanted to buy for the studio which would have been perfect clearly we need three though because uh, for all of us because they would be very comfortable for the show Um, and very fancy we like fell in love with the chairs there Um, we picked out some other furniture items that we'll have to go back for but um, yeah we probably spent more money than we should have but we bought all sorts of fun things I've never been to an Ikea never never oh my god we need to go girl it's so amazing we bought uh, a couple of end tables actually here for the studio that we're gonna have to put together here soon but um, yeah every Everything there is cheap and amazing, but you have to commit hours to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is definitely a marathon shopping day in one store. It's not. You cannot run in and out of there and get one thing. I, I don't think ever. If you do, no. like, no. My friend Katie posted because she lives in California, and she said she posted today on her Facebook that sometimes she may go there. They at least the one in California has where they'll watch your kid for an hour uh, while you shop. So she's like, I'll go drop my two kids off and then have a coffee and just randomly look around just to have an hour break. That's genius. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's absolutely genius. Their their play area, I'm not going to lie, I've like gone by there and thought that looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) like I've never even I don't have a kid so I can't go there and like drop a kid off and even like get a closer look at it but just through like the one window in the door that when I pass by I'm like that just looks like a amazing place you can drop my kid off 
I, I don't know if they have it for like little infants, but when, when your kid's a toddler, like she's probably going to go nuts there. It's everything they have is amazing at Ikea. I can't imagine like they they literally set up all the like actual rooms yeah. as displays. It's a magical place. If you took your kid there every single time you went there, you'd be redecorating her room. Isn't Nashville getting one? Yes. Oh, that's right. We are getting one. Oh, we I can't are wait for that in day. The, like Antioch area. It's going to be amazing. Nice. It's, uh, you know, I'll miss my reason to drive to Atlanta and eat Antico's, but otherwise, <laughs> it'll be nice because I will go to Ikea all the time. We've gone to the one in Atlanta and the one in Memphis, and that's where we've gotten like our bookcases and our living room lamp and mm-hmm. our like nice reading room chair. Like it's it's a great place. The lamps behind you are Ikea lamps. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> so. I, yeah, that makes total sense. Although we didn't actually buy them at Ikea. <laughs> But we uh, got them at like a yard sale or something. But I remember we had seen them there at Ikea before and like fanned like over them. Like we loved them. They thought that we thought they looked great. But um, we saw them cheaper somewhere else and bought them. But did you have a meatball appetizer before you had pizza? No, we didn't. Uh. (laughs) Every time we go there, I always want to eat at the food court and Marshall never wants to eat at the food court. But yeah, I've had the meatballs there before. They are really good. I think I had them at the one in Orlando one time, but they do have a, it's so big. They have their own cafeteria. Wow. Like, so that's why that mom, a friend of yours is the genius. Like, I would have never thought of that, but that that needs to be a thing once they get the one in Nashville for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just drop Rory off, go on to the store, <laughs> maybe take a nap on one of the couches or the beds. Nice. <laughs> now it's time to drink about it. So why are you drinking about it? Could be good, could be bad. Let us know what makes you drink. Jessica, what about you? Um, I am drinking about it this week because uh, even though we moved into our apartment in September, it is still kind of cluttered. Um, We still have some rooms that still have some piles of stuff in it that are not all the way organized. But finally, on Sunday, my boyfriend was like, I'm going to organize stuff. And so he has. And so things are finally being put away and we're finally... There's some space on the floor that is opening in the second bedroom. Um, So it's just, I'm really excited that the rooms are finally like opening up and coming together. And I'm really excited about it, especially since we have people coming over in two weeks. And so... I'm I'm just I'm drinking about it because I'm really happy. Whoa! Well, cheers, cheers to spring cleaning. That's what it is. That's right. It's He's, spring cleaning. That's where that must come from. It's like you get to that moment, you're just like, oh my god, I got to get over this. Yeah. All this clutter. Time to get rid of everything. That's what it is. It's clutter. It's piles, and so it's just the spring cleaning bug has bit, and so I'm really happy about it. Way to go, boyfriend. Way to go, boyfriend. That's right. That is right. I need to do that. (laughs) You know, if he he wants to carry that along, he can come over here, sort through my clothes for me. It'd be fantastic. Okay. (laughs) I'll let him know. All right, mine, I'm drinking because I can no longer go in public. Why can't you go in public? Yeah, what's going on? So I'm breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I talked about that last week. And anytime it's been a few hours since I pumped and I hear a baby cry... It's like waterfalls from my boobs. Okay, I've heard about that in the past, Mm -hmm. but I thought that that was like urban legend. So you're saying like that's legit real. It's legit real. Like they make these pads to put in your bra, like so you won't do it. It's really bad. Like if I sleep at night and she goes a couple hours without waking up and then she cries and I'm changing her diaper, like I look down, my the whole front of my shirt is drenched. Oh Oh, my goodness! Yeah, I did not know that that was like a real thing. So so she cries and you're just like your your boobs. You're just just you're just. You just start leaking. It's like a sprinkler. Yeah. It's like a hose pipe. It's like a hose oh. pipe. Oh, man. That that paints a picture. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yep. Cheers to that. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> so, so wait. So you're saying like you're just like walking through Target and you just like hear a baby cry. Your boobs are just like, bam. Possibly. If it's been a while since I pumped or fed her. Wow. Wow. Yep. The more you know. That, that's what I feel like. The little. I We need the little... I feel like this is a continuation of my last week's education. Yeah, on all on things. all things child. Child. Well, I knew none of this before, so I'm going to share it with you. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Good to know. I'm growing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, Trina. What about you? What are you drinking about this week? I am drinking a very big celebratory drink to drum roll. I have a new job. Oh. <gasps> Woo! 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. And not only do I have a new job, I've got a fancy, fancy new title. What? I am going to be the VP of operations oh. at a new organization called Home. It is helping our music evolve, and I'm super excited about it. And yeah. Also, cheers. VP. VP. Right here. V. We got a vice v. president in here. V. Announcement. To the P. Announcement. <laughs> so that is what I'm drinking about this week. It's so exciting. And um, uh, I, I do have uh, to get through the next two weeks of work before mm. I could start the new job. Okay. And these are the literally the two most stressful weeks ever at my current company because we get ready to go into a music festival that we put on next week, as well as multiple days of training for like a bunch of songwriters. So... Yeah, I'm working like nonstop. So in in terms of like two weeks, I feel like I'm going to put in like three weeks of time. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm also going to go out with a bang, which is kind of exciting. Yes. So it's, it's going out on a high note. I, I'm really excited to get through one last festival with this company and then on to the next big opportunity. So I'm super thrilled, super excited. Um, gonna be drinking lots and lots of champagne, which is great because we have a lot of open bottles right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're here to help you in yes. any you know? way and offer support. Thank you. I appreciate we're that. We're good friends. <laughs> yes. Good friends. Help me drink all the bubbly and celebrate all the things. Yes. But yay, that's it. Um, also, slight awkward drink about it. Oh, okay. Putting in your two weeks notice oh. has to be the most awkward situation ever. Ever. Uh. Yeah. I don't know who invented that, but like, I mean, obviously you have to tell one employer when you're leaving for another opportunity. Mm -hmm. There is no easy, good way to do it. No. Like, do y'all have any awkward stories like, or still like horrifying memories of uh, telling people that? Yeah. I mean, so when I left, so when I lived in Boston, I worked at a museum and that I, I loved, I loved the museum and I loved my immediate boss. Like he was like a friend boss, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you like hang out with your boss and you know, he's like part of your friend group and everything. And I had to basically leave Boston, not, necessarily for another job but because I couldn't afford to live there anymore type of thing um so you know what I mean it was it was kind of like that like it you know I wasn't leaving for a competing museum or anything um but I just reached that decision and they had just promoted me a month or so before but it still wasn't enough money to keep on working there and so I'd made the decision and I was like well I'm gonna have to move back to Nashville and so I have to go in and tell my boss that like, um, I can't continue to work here and I'm moving, mm. whatever, you, you know what I mean? And so I like texted him and I was like, oh, I'm, are you in the office? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm coming in to talk to you. And I, I go in, and he was like around my age, like, you know, a few years older than I was. And I went into him and I sat down across from him. And the first thing I did was burst into tears didn't say a word, just sat down across from him and just burst into tears. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was so flustered. He didn't know what to do. He, at, I mean, he just, he had no idea what I was here to talk to him about. And all he could do was just, he just kind of scooted the tissue box over across the desk to me. Mm -hmm. And then our other immediate boss came in and was like, oh, good, Jess, you're here today. Well, can you come into this marketing meeting in like 15 minutes? And my boss Matthew was like, um, "Yeah, we'll we'll be in we'll be in later." That might be a minute. <laughs> and and so like Matthew completely understood, but it was just the most awkward thing. I was gonna say that was one of the most awkward things about giving my notice at my current job is that we're constantly always looking ahead at our future events, and. So we plan very far in advance. So a lot of day to day conversation can be about things that are happening more than two weeks from that time. Yeah. Like they're months out or they're weeks yeah. out. And, you know, we're just in that moment where we're starting to talk about some of the things that are coming up after we get past this festival week. And it was kind of like, where's the 
great time to kind of interrupt and be like, hey, guys, I won't be here for that. <laughs> you know, you kind of want to slowly, like, sink back into a chair and disappear. <laughs> yeah. So like, because you don't want to let them down. But at the same time, like, you have to let them know because you can't let them get all amped up. Like, you're going to be there. And then you're not. <laughs> right. So how did you even do that? It was it was awkward. There was no really good time. Uh, there was a, a slight moment with my boss when I first walked in where it's like I hesitated for a moment after I was just like, so I've got some news. And then I thought for a minute, I was like, oh, my God, I really need to quickly follow up with this so that he doesn't automatically like I'm at that age. And of course, stage in my life where I'm like, he's either going to think I'm getting another job or I'm pregnant. And so <laughs> I really didn't know what he was going to think. And I, and I was like, I got another opportunity. <laughs> so I really quickly followed up with that because I was like, oh, I need to follow this up really quickly. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that, but you're completely correct. That yeah. That is a thing. Because that also would affect, again, these future events. And that's something that he that would affect our company and what we do. So <laughs> I was like, oh, let me really quickly follow this up with, I have another opportunity. So that way he doesn't really quickly be like, hey, congratulations. No, we're not no, going there. <laughs> no, no. Not right now. Um, so it was that was really awkward. And then they also do a thing where they where small staff, so they call over all of the staff in and then you announce it, which is exciting because you get to share. It's a very joyous like, hey, share your news with everybody. But I also know everyone is super stressed because we have a big event coming up. So and I never realized how awkward that was when I'd seen other people in the past like give their notice. You know, I think anytime we have a mo moment like that, everyone kind of knows someone's about to leave. But it was. It, I've never realized how much anxiety and, and, you know, you carry into that moment with you until this week when I was just like, ooh, I just need to rip the Band-Aid off. i got to let them know and tell everybody. And, of course, everyone was very happy for me. But And it's a huge opportunity. You can't turn it down, kind of that, that sort of thing. But, yeah, I've had some awkward ones in the past and then some really good ones. Like when I left my job to move to Tennessee to go to college, it was like, hey, I'm putting in my notice, but it's because I got accepted to this great college and I'm moving to Tennessee and I'm pursuing my dreams. And no one can be upset about that one. No. <laughs> you know, you're young and nothing's necessarily permanent at that time anyways. But my last job before this one, because I've been at this current company for about two and a half years. Before that, I'd been there for eight years. So... Oh. I think, you know, as soon as I sat down with my immediate manager and said, hey, we need to talk, she 100% knew. She was like, oh, no, you got another job. And then same thing, like, from there, I had to go and tell, like, our bigger immediate supervisor, the director, and tell him. And, again, it's like as soon as I requested the opportunity to sit with him, it was, okay where you're headed <laughs> you know it's like they knew and and that was I, I think good because they they just knew I was I was meant for something else at that point in time I'd kind of um met the limitations of what what they could offer me there but so they were very happy for me and they've been champions of me and my career this whole time so they're going to be of course no one knows really about this new job yet so they're going to be super excited for me um but yeah the two weeks notice that's some awkward stuff right there. No matter if you love or hate your job, it's always awkward as f It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, mm. it's just the worst. No fun. Any bad stories for you? Not, I mean, not that I can. I mean, I've had plenty of quitting my job, but. Anyone ever have like the, I quit and walk out moment? Yes. Oh. Really? Yeah. Spill. Oh, please. Spill. Can you spill? Uh, it was a law firm that I was working for right when I graduated law school and had been offered a job there and didn't work out and it was just not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was a no moment. Yeah. Walked out and did not have the two week notice. I feel like sort of everyone hopes that they can have that moment in life. Like the very dramatic, like I quit, you know, but at the same time, like, I hope no one has that moment. It was not necessarily that. It was more of let me leave before the big boss comes back because I'm not doing this crap. Okay. okay. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of essays out there on like the good ways to quit, the good ways to give you your notice, all of that. But basically, at the end of the day, it always comes down to whether you love your job, you hate your job. That is probably one of the most awkward situations that you could ever go into. Yep. yep. The anxiety leading up to it Ugh. is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was like, that's part of the reason we went to Atlanta over the weekend was just like, I need a little bit of a break. I need to you know what's even get more rid of awkward? some of the anxiety. Yeah. What? Firing someone. Oh. oh, have you had to do that? Yeah, I had my own law practice and I had um, two people working for me and I had to let go of one and it was awful. Oh my. Did you have to let go of them because they were doing a bad job or just because you had to let go of somebody? Because they were doing a horrible job. Well, that does that make it better? No, especially oh. when they like start bawling in front of you and oh. telling you how they're like screwing over their family and their children. and Yeah, but if they're doing a bad job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think this person was trying as hard as they could, they which just, was the sad thing about it. Ugh. Maybe it needed was, another career path or something. Yeah. It was awful. Mm. Yeah. No, I haven't had that yet. I know I, I have had to give, like, the talk to people before about, like, mm-hmm. hey, you need to step it up. Like, here's the mistakes you're making. Me too. You know, I'm I'm very big on training and making sure that I like, properly equip people. But I have in I have come across a few people that I've trained where it's just like I don't I I've tried so hard to learn how they think and really get into their mindset. And there's times that I've still been like I I don't think you're trainable. <laughs> <laughs> there's a moment that you get to that breaking point. I think as an as an employer sometimes or as a in a managerial position where you are overseeing someone and you're like wow I can no longer do anything with you (laughs) (laughs) I've hit that point and I've been pretty close to it but like I've never I've never actually had to fire anyone it sucks so at least not that I remember I might have blocked something out I don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's a good that's the thing to that's the thing you know that's what champagne comes in for that's right so well cheers to you for getting through that awkward spot and to getting the new job thank you super excited Um, well, if you want to submit your drink about it moment to us, whether it be celebratory, like a new job or, you know, vent worthy, just like spontaneous milk bursting, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, go online, go to the champagneway.com. You can click on drink about it and you can submit your stories and we will be glad to share them for you. And we will drink with you in your celebratory moments and we will drink with you in your vent worthy moments. Absolutely. We're here yep. for you mostly to drink. Yes. So submit online again. That is at thechampagneway.com. You can also write to us on Facebook or on Instagram. You can find us at The Champagne Way. Be sure to follow us, like us on all the socials because we're awesome. And tune in next week. I got to do the champagne trivia. Or we can do that next. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we've drank a lot. (laughs) All right. Champagne trivia is up. Do y'all remember the question from last week? Nope. All right. How many months does it take for a champagne to be considered vintage? Nine, because that's how long it takes to grow a baby. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, nine months? Yes. Um, I was thinking like in years. It takes months to become vintage? or can it, you, you said any, any amount of time? It, I will tell you they have this in months. They have it in months. That's what I said. Okay. Nine months, like a baby. So I'm going with like... 120 months. 36 months. Oh, oh. I was way off. <laughs> but you were too. <laughs> but they that, say, how many years is that? Uh, Three? I was thinking like it had to be like 10 years or something. <laughs> I mean, I think vintage. I think far older than that. Yeah. Well, they m- most of the big champagne houses store their non-vintage champagne much longer than the, uh, the minimum, which for non-vintage champagne is 15 months. Okay. Mm. So I don't know what 15 between 36 is. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I would have I would have definitely guessed like way more, but that's that's interesting. All right. You ready for a question for next week? Yes. All right. There's a person who turns every champagne bottle to make sure the sparkling wine is free of sediments. What is that person called? Ooh. 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 It ah. sounds like a superhero name. That's a hint. Oh, I, I'm oh. already going to just go ahead and throw this out there. I want that job. Do yeah. they also get to taste test it? Because uh, you know what? Actually, 
This reminds me of going on like we're in Tennessee, so I've gone on plenty of whiskey tours. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of like the barrel turners. Oh, yep. at yeah. like all of the uh, whiskey distillery yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. But like, I want—I don't want to be the person that turns that. I want to be the person who like taste tests it. Yep, and this decides. person can turn as many as fifty thousand bottles a day. Oh, holy shnikes! No wonder they sound like a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they get to drink on the job, then I want their job. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think they'd have to in order to turn 50 bottles a day. I'm just saying. All right. You want to think- submit your answer? Yeah. Yeah. Do it on thechampagneway.com, or you can do Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. If we post about it on there, get on there, comment, uh, share what you think it is, and... Yeah, I'm curious to find this one out. Also, I think we should find this out in person, and we should clearly go to some place that actually bottles champagne. Can we do a tour? Yes. Yeah. Where we, can we go tour? I, I don't know. Tour. Champagne, we need to, France. We, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> champagne, France. Um, if we can't make it to Champagne, France, I'm thinking all of the ones that made it into our top eight in the bubbly bracket should definitely bring us out to explore their facilities and... We will podcast from there. I'm just saying. We're just throwing that out there to the universe. We're talking you know? to you, LaMarca. That's right, LaMarca. Yes. We love you. Yeah. Or Barefoot Pineapple. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Barefoot Pineapple. You know or what? We'll just, like, Please pay us just to test and do like food experiments. Or the Panty Dropper <laughs> champagne. Oh, no. I'm, not, I'm less interested <laughs> in that one. <laughs> We're not talking about. We're not talking to you. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm excited about trying any of our top four again, actually. <laughs> yeah. Any of you people. Any of you people. Any of you people. Invite us out. Actually, I'm good for anybody who has champagne. Any, actually, anyone. Right, anyone any in general. <laughs> any champagne people. Invite us out. Let's not act like we're too good for any champagne. We'll, ta- we'll talk about you, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's time to go. We drank one full bottle out of seven. So we got some work to do here. And we taste tested. So we All the others. <laughs> All the others. But we still got some work. This might be our, yeah. This is our drunkest show yet, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Yet. It's only going to get better from here, guys. Keep listening. And tell your friends about us. Rate review on iTunes or all the other crap we're on. Trina Google knows. Play and on. I can't think of any of them. But, <laughs> SoundCloud, but all whatever. of them. Go to our website, www.thechampagneway.com. You can stream all of our episodes from there. Um, Follow and, us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, etc. All the socials. Um, thanks for listening. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Do your own bubbly bracket. Have a DD, though. Be safe. What we may or may not talk about next week. All of the Easter treats that we expect Jess to make for us. And we're going to send her home specifically with the pineapple champagne and the balatori, which we both definitely want her to mix into something for us to try next week. I don't know. I'm going to figure out. I'm putting on my my drinking thinking cap. The drinking, thinking cat. One of those. Of Jess. So we will be hopefully talking about that next week if we can remember anything after this episode. Who knows? Special thank you to our producer, Captain Softbeard, and Second Sound Productions. Have a great day. That was totally wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Marshall Wiener. (laughs) Say Wiener. Captain Softbeard. Like lovers do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>